Hello everyone and welcome to this Chemical Conversations podcast for Argus Recycle Polymers brought to you by Argus Media. I'm Chloe Kinner, the European Editor for Argus Recycle Polymers and I'm joined today by Antonello Ciotti, the President of PECO Europe. Antonello, Hi. welcome and thank you for being with us today. Thank you for the invitation and hello to everybody. Great, we're looking forward to joining you at the PETCOR Europe annual conference that's held in Brussels yeah. over the 7th and 8th of February. Sure, looking forward to see all of you there. Of course, um, but before that we wanted to take this opportunity at the start of the year to take a look back on 2023 and more importantly hear your outlook on the year ahead for both the recycled PET and the virgin PET market in 2024. Okay, let's start by looking to the past couple of years, because when we say that the market is very dynamic, yes, it is very dynamic. What happened? If you remind, we had the two years of a pandemic of Corona. At the end of these two years, consumers start spending as there is no tomorrow. The market was booming. Everybody was very happy to mm -hmm. see again the sun. By the way, during the pandemic, was very important to see that PET had a strong presence of manufacturers in Europe, because during this period, as you can remind, it was very difficult to buy a car, to get microprocessors. So the importance of having a local industry was somehow emphasized by the critical crisis of pandemia. But surprises. In uh, February 2022, the war started in Ukraine. Nobody was uh, believing it could happen, but yes, mm -hmm. this, uh, this was unfortunately the reality. And sanction. Sanction against Russia. Russia was at the time the strongest supplier, the largest suppliers of gas and oil to Europe. The, the lack of this uh, supply immediately pushed the price of energy in Europe up to the sky, up to a point that the European prices went at the top, at the historical record, both for virgin and recycled PET. But nevertheless, consumer kept buying and kept buying both virgin and recycled PET. But again, surprises. During 2023, end of 22-2023, there was a collapse of prices of uh, logistic, of carriers, let's say, from Far East into Europe. And this was supporting a huge increase in imports. Why a huge increase of imports? Because all the oil that Russia was supplying into Europe went directly at, in China. But Previously, China was buying oil mainly from Iran. Also, Iran has sanction due to uh, the UN regulation and all the rest. So Russians, in order to displace the Iranians, had to sell at a price lower than the Iranian price. That was much lower than the European price. So net result of all these, uh, these uh, transactions, all this uh, political mess, is that China was and probably still is enjoying having oil prices, energy costs, most probably half the cost of Europeans. 
And this was pushing European manufacturer, both of virgin PET and of recycled PET, basically out of the market. Why? Which was the immediate reaction of the consumers. Consumers start to reduce their buying attitude. And at the same time, paying even more attention to the cost difference. So when the brands realized that there was virgin PET coming from uh, outside of Europe at very low price, they didn't reduce only the consumption of virgin PT of Europe, but replaced also the recycled content from the high targets they have in 2022 to a sort of a minimum targets that uh, they are applying now. So mm -hmm. basically a sort of key learning. The recycling content is staying very high only if there is a mandatory request as the consumer wants to have recycling content, but is not willing to pay any extra cost to have the recycled content in the bottles or in any other item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think 2023 was a really challenging year for both the Virgin and the Recycle PET markets. I mean, demand from the packaging sector, exactly as you were saying, was lacklustre. We had the background of high inflation and the cost of living crisis in Europe and general reduced customer and consumer confidence that really weighed on the markets, um, as well as the topics that you touched on there. So a very challenging year, I think. Um, at the start of 2024, it feels a little bit more optimistic. Recyclers across the region tend to believe that prices are bottomed out in 2023 and maybe 2024 is a little bit more positive. Yeah, correct. As I said in the beginning, we have to be open to market dynamics. And as I said, it's very dynamic. What, are, what is the situation now? If you look again at the macroeconomy, we have a provisional anti-dumping in place on virgin PET against China, but more relevant than this, there is the crisis in the Red Sea. And this is increasing both the cost, the logistic cost of imports, but also is increasing by two weeks the timing to move the, the, the goods from Far East into Europe. So again, this is an increasing cost of a main competitor. So the European price is, is moving up for both Virgin and, and the Recycled PET. But more relevant on top of this is what's happening in Brussels. Because as we all know, is we are now in the frame of the final discussion of the new packaging and packaging and waste regulation and at the implementation phase of the SUPD single-use plastic directive. And here there are a couple of points that are extremely interesting. In the SUPD we are very concerned about the fact that each member state could go in a slightly different direction somehow undermining the possibility to have a common market for our goods in Europe. So Petcor, uh, with all uh, the association that are part of Petcor, with all our allies, 
we are monitoring whatever is happening in Brussels, but also in all the various countries. Regarding the plastic and plastic and packaging uh, regulation, this is, uh, there are lots of issues popping up every day, but one of the most relevant is that DG Envy has somehow highlighted that is considering, still considering, not yet decided, to uh, account as recycling content only material that has been collected after it has been placed on the market. And this placed on the market requires a further interpretation, because according to some members of EDG, they claim that placed on the market means placed on the EU market. Mm -hmm. And this could change drastically, drastically the paradigm that we have seen so far with a lot of imports of flakes coming from outside Europe. Uh, position of Petcore is that we are monitoring, monitoring this. There is an issue in the sense that uh, both in terms of cost and in terms of hygiene consideration, we welcome the decision of the, of the DG Envy, but at the same time, we are concerned about the banning of a certain product as we are all for an open and a global market. But this is very relevant because also from a European point of view, from a European citizen, why should I increase collection outside of EU? The, the target of the SUP was to increase collection in Europe. Mm -hmm. From again, from a pure sustainability point of view, makes sense to use product that has been collected 10,000 kilometers far from where I live, uh, while the, the one collected in Europe becomes less attractive. So there is really a lot of uh, food for thoughts that are going to be discussed at our conference in Brussels. Definitely. The single-use plastics directive that you're talking about there, that sets out an obligation for PET bottles to include um, at least 25% recycled content by 2025. Those definitions that you're talking about on if that recycled content comes from the EU market, does that also affect the PPWR and the single-use plastics? Yeah, correct, because the two the directive and the regulation are somehow linked because if in the regulation there is this request on, on the recycling content uh, containing only what has been collected in the, in the EU market has an implication on this 25% uh, that is, uh, is foreseen by the SUPD. I see. I see. And as you said, the single use plastics directive really was set out to increase collection and recycling in Europe. Um, one of the issues that European recyclers see is that the European recycling collection schemes are typically more expensive than yeah. um, schemes abroad. C correct, Chloe. This is a key point. There is no way that European collection could uh, be competitive with the collection made in India, in China, in, uh, in uh, Egypt or in Morocco. So we have to be clear among ourselves Europeans, if we want to push European collection, we have somehow 
also to support the burden of the extra cost. So if you leave to the market to decide, the market, the economics will dictate to move between, to somehow to appreciate more the products that is coming at low cost from outside of Europe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But overall, all of these legislative targets and also the brand targets, the voluntary targets that are out there as well, that's given a little bit more strength to the markets in 2024, 2025 and beyond? Yes, correct, because at this point, the 25% that 25% of the weight of the bottles. So, so in terms of PET, it means around 30% because you have to consider the label, the cap that are not made of PET and you have in any case to contain 25% of recycling content. So this will be a boost to the uh, European market for, uh, for recycled PET, but we have to keep uh, into consideration that uh, we need uh, somehow to better define how to manage the imports, either through, why not, a temporary ban until we have uh, the proper certification coming also from countries outside of EU, because my, our uh, key concern is that uh, a simple certification could be accepted by the European authorities uh, to demonstrate that uh, the recycling content uh, is really coming from whatever has been placed in the market. There were stories in 2023 claiming that some producers outside of Europe, uh, since the price of uh, uh, recycle PET was so high in Europe, we were mm -hmm. using new bottles without <laughs> being filled, but these new bottles were, were simply used to produce recycled PET. Or that in some products claiming to contain a certain percentage of recycled content, in reality, the recycling content was uh, uh, approaching zero. So you see, we need to protect the European consumer from this uh, general greenwashing that somehow mm -hmm. is, is dictated by unfair practices, mainly coming uh, outside of Europe. Yeah, and I just wanted to touch on one of the other things that you mentioned earlier about the anti-dumping duties. So um, we've got provisional anti-dumping duties on pet resin from China at the moment. Those provisional duties range from 6.6 to 24%. And in, our understanding is that towards the middle of the year, we will start to see that a finalised decision on those. I think one of the key things for our listeners is that although this is intended for the virgin pet resin market, the recycled um, resin also trades under the same HS code. So it will inadvertently affect both of the virgin and recycled markets. Yeah, but more than this, Chloe, is that the recyclers are fully on board in the sense that the anti-dumping protection has been required both on virgin and recycled PET. Uh, as you mentioned, the investigation is still going on, so there is not too much I can say more than this, mm -hmm. and the decision should be made by mid next year. We expect June the latest. But just one consideration. If you look at the global map, 
Europe is the only region not having anti-dumping against PET coming from China. So if all the other regions have already taken action, and lately also even South Korea is taking action against China, it means that from China there is a sort of economic war to conquer, to increase market share outside of China. Already today, the domestic demand in China is covering only 50% of the production. And the gap between the China PET virgin production and the Chinese PET consumption is larger than the total European market. So theoretically, China could supply all the manufacturer of bottles in Europe, disposing all the European manufacturers. But this clearly is not acceptable because, as we have seen earlier, Europe, Brussels is asking to all the European producers to look at the future, to invest mm -hmm. in sustainability, to look at chemical recycling. So a lot of investment from our side that need the proper protection. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if I asked you, it's a very difficult question, Antonio, but if I asked you Thank to you try so and summarise your outlook um, for 2024 and maybe a couple of highlights for people to look out for in both the virgin and recycled markets, what what answer can you find? But let's say that if uh, in 2023 we were all crying, now, in 2024, probably we could smile a little bit if situation is evolving in the right direction. Let's look at the, the logistic cost evolution. Let's look on how the regulation is going to be implemented by Brussels. Let's look to the uh, SUP implementation acts that are discussed in every region. But all in all, uh, I am... Uh, a little bit more positive than I was a, a couple of months ago. Great, that is fantastic. And on that note, thank you very much, Antonello. Thank you, Chloe. But unfortunately, that's all we have time to, for today. And I know there's lots still to discuss. Thank you everyone so much for listening. And we hope you found this useful and insightful. To find out more about Argus Recycle Polymers and any other Argus Chemicals products, please visit us at www.argusmedia.com forward slash chemicals. 